the world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, guys. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I'm so glad you decided to join me here again today. I've gotten where I look forward to these each week. Um, maybe that's just because I like to talk. <laughs> and, and, um, and, and it's nice to have someone to listen. But, um, I really, and I, I'm joking. I say that in jest. Um, I do like to talk though. And, um, but in, I want to have, I hope that, um, when I talk, I have something important to add to the conversation or at least something valuable. So, um, so my podcast has given me that opportunity to share with people, people I don't even know. And that just thrills me. I got a, um, a message this week from a listener, um, a, a, a young mom or a mom of young children, I should say. I'm not sure how old she is, but she just told me that she she looked forward to my podcast each week, and that so blessed me. And I thought, well, I look forward to my podcast too because I get to encourage um, people like you, people who are trying to serve God, you know, trying to figure this mama thing out. And you know, guys, it's not about perfection; it's just about doing it. You know, it's work, and uh, but it's good work. You know, it's work, but it's good work. That's one of the things I love about the Lord. He has done the work, the most important work. He's redeemed us. He's done what we could never do. But then he puts it in our hands and says, now you do your part. And then, but it's not like he just stands back and watches us. He's actively working with us. He wants to see us thrive and succeed. He wants to see us do well with the things that he's given us. He wants to see us take the things he's given us, our time, our talents, um, our treasure, and he wants us to use those things to bless other people, you know, to grow ourselves, to see his kingdom come in this, in this world. And, you know, and I want to be a part of that. Don't you? And being a mama is part of that. And I think, and I, I mentioned this last week, you know, I think that that's where being a mama took on a whole new, wonderful light to me when I saw that this is a ministry. You know, that God is calling mamas to partner with him, that we are ministers to the most important little disciples that we will ever have, uh, the most important, you know, little ones that we will ever share the gospel with. And 
isn't that good? Isn't that exciting? You know, I'm a big picture girl. I do much better when I see the big picture. If I'm just changing dirty diapers to be changing dirty diapers, I mean, I'll do it, but it's hard for me to get excited about that. But when I see that, you know, this is a precious one that is a gift from God that I've been given to love, to take care of, to teach the truth, to pray for his entire life or her entire life, then, you know, changing those diapers take on a whole new meaning to me. Maybe I'm just crazy, but that that excites me. And I, I'd much rather be excited about changing dirty diapers than just changing them. So anyway, I, I go on and on and on. Thank you for bearing with me. But I wanted to talk with you today about something that I deal with and it's comparison. I hesitated when I thought, you know, I pray each week and say, Lord, what should I share? And um, when I thought of this, I thought, I don't know, Lord, because this is something that I deal with myself. Am I ready to talk to other women about it? And I thought, yes, because I think I'm going to always deal with it. I I deal with comparison, and I think most of us do. And when I say comparison, I mean looking at other people and then looking at ourselves and judging ourselves by that person. And there are seasons that I thought, you know, I have dealt with that. I'm done with that. But, you know, it keeps showing up in like new clothes. There was a season of my life where I was a salesperson and I was I worked for a company that had hired me as their first salesperson for a new division. Along the way, they hired other people. And I was always the top salesperson. I sold more each month than anyone else. I didn't realize how much being the top salesperson meant to me until the first month came that I was not the top salesperson. Now, I know this may seem horrible. I'm just opening up my soul to you. But I remember the first month, it was it was around Christmas, one of the other salespeople, he was trying to make extra money for Christmas. And so he just rocked it that month. And I had a really good month too, but he outsold me that month. And I want to be honest with you, it bothered me, but it bothered me more that it bothered me if that makes any sense to you. It was like it it was like the Lord pulling back the curtain and showing me my heart and showing me you have an issue here where you think you have to be the best. And I compared myself to other people based on my performance. And the Lord really did a, a work in my heart, you know, dealing with my pride and with my, you know, what what makes me you know, invaluable. Is it the fact that I outsell other people or is it the fact that I belong to Jesus? And it was really, you know, I look back now and I can laugh at it and I can say, Lord, you really did a work in me. But at the moment, I was not laughing because it just showed my heart. And so, you know, we worked through that. Uh, that was my last job before I became a stay-at-home mom. And I come home and I was looking for community. So I would look online. And then I found a whole community of people, bloggers and different people. But you know, and you know, you probably know what's coming. When people put stuff on the internet, it's not their worst days. It's usually their best days, right? We don't typically take photos when our house is a mess and paste them all over the internet. 
And so as I you know, would get on and I'm looking for other moms who are doing what I'm doing, I'm looking for other Christian moms, for people who understand me, people who get me, for some encouragement. And I see these beautiful homes and I see these, you know, happy mamas and I see these well-behaved children. And I thought, I am just, wow, I really am missing something here. And again, I had to deal with comparison because comparison sucks the life out of us. It takes all the joy out of the life that we've been given because our eyes are not on Jesus. They're on ourselves and on other people. And we're not focusing on what God has called us to do. We're focusing on what we wish God had called us to do or what God has called her to do or him to do. And when we get our eyes off of Jesus, when we get our eyes onto ourselves and the things we don't have instead of the things we do have and the ways we wish we were and the ways other people are that we wish we were like that, it doesn't take long at all for all the joy in our life to be sucked out. It's something that we need to come to terms with. It's something that we need to, if it's there, admit it's there. You know, there are times, many times since then, that I have been in a state of just frustration. You know, I found myself frustrated and I'm like, why am I frustrated? And, you know, if I can get along with the Lord or if I can sit down with a cup of coffee and just sit and think, a lot of times I can trace it back to I am comparing myself to someone who does not have my children or my call or my husband or, you know, my my limitations or, you know, I'm comparing myself to someone and frustrated because I feel like I, I'm coming up short. Because comparing ourselves to other people, it usually goes one of two ways. You know, either we compare ourselves with someone and we think that we're doing a better job than them, and it gives us a false sense of security and a false sense of pride. You know, pride makes us feel like we're better than that person. Or we compare ourselves to someone and we think that we come in under that person and it makes us feel like we're less than or not enough or not good enough. And neither one of those positions are the place where God wants us. You know, neither one of those are good places to be. They both either set us up for a fall or make us feel like what's the use to even try. So I just want to share with you something that has helped me in those times when I have felt like you know, why can't my life be like that? And um, it's something from the Word that has helped me. You know, this is not a new problem. You know, from the very beginning, I think about Cain and Abel. You know, having boys, I have used this illustration on my boys so many times. They can probably teach Cain and Abel better than anybody. Because so many times I've said, remember Cain and Abel, because they were brothers, but jealousy got in. You know, Abel, Cain was jealous that God accepted Abel's offering and God was pleased with Abel's offering. And Cain was jealous. So rather than get him his own heart right, he attacked and killed his brother. So, you know, we've been dealing with this human nature. It's part of our sin nature. We've been dealing with comparison and jealousy from the very beginning. But in Christ, we can be free. And not because we're great, but because He's great. You know, because He became nothing, 
he said, you know, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, you know, who became nothing. He he humbled himself to become a human, and then he humbled himself even further to be crucified on a cross. So he is our example. But I want to share with you a story about from the Bible in John, the book of John, chapter 21, the last book in John. And I'm speaking to mostly Christians here. So most of you know the story of Peter and how Peter denied the Lord three times. So I won't go into all of the background. But on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he told Peter, Peter, you know, Peter stood behind, beside him and said, Lord, I'll die with you. I'll go with you to the end. And, Peter, and Jesus, knowing the true condition of Peter's heart, even when Peter didn't, he said, Peter, before the night is over, you will deny me three times. And he did. Peter was a man with a pride issue that got humbled really quickly. And then... Starting in chapter 21 of John, it talks about how the Lord came and restored Peter. He came to Peter after he was raised from the dead, and he said, Peter, do you love me? And he said, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said, well, feed my lambs. And he asked him that two more times. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Then feed my sheep. Let's look at John 21, verse 18. Let's look at verse 18. He says, Jesus is saying this to Peter. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and you walked wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show what kind of death he was going to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them, the one who had been reclining at the table close to him and had said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? That was the apostle John who wrote the book of John. He said, when Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about that man? Peter is pointing at John and saying, well, Lord, what about him? And he says, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. One of the things I love about this, you know, Peter has seen the true condition of his heart. He has been humbled and Jesus is reinstating him. You know, Jesus is saying, if you love me, then you will feed my sheep. And mamas, you are feeding your your children spiritual food. You are feeding those lambs. Because you love Jesus. You are doing his work for him. But then he says, one day, somebody is going to dress you and lead you where you don't want to go. And Peter knew he's talking about the way that he's going to die. Peter and all the disciples, except for John, they died a martyr's death. He was preparing him for the kind of death he was going to die. But Peter didn't like it. You know, Peter had, he had run when he thought he was going to stand. And now I imagine he knew that there was no way he could do that in his own strength. 
So Jesus is preparing him. But the first thing he did when he heard this was, well, what about him? What about John? You know, don't we do that? You know, God tells us something. Perhaps it's not something we like. You know, perhaps he's revealing things in our heart that are ugly and we'd rather not deal with them. And so what we do is we look. We don't like what Jesus is telling us we have to do or where we're going to walk. Maybe we don't like the assignment that we've been given. So we look to other people and say, well, what about him or what about her? And Jesus says, you follow me. What is that to you? And this is so helpful to me when I'm dealing with comparison, because when I get my eyes off of Jesus and I get my eyes on other people, it is really easy to feel sorry for myself, to get upset at the Lord and to feel like, you know, I am a big loser. And God has not called you to be a loser. He has not called you to beat yourself up. He has not called you to compare yourself with other people. You know, and this is for every realm of life. Have you noticed that no matter who you are, no matter what you're called to do, there's always somebody that we feel like is doing a better job than us or is better equipped than us or who has more money than us or is more is more beautiful than us or is knocking it out the park and we feel like we're barely scraping by. And when we see those people and we put them on that pedestal and we think, well, if I could just be like that, or if I just had what they had, and if God would just let me do what they're doing, or if I just had their kids, their kids are so well behaved, or if I just had their home. And guys, that sucks the very life out of us and the joy out of what he has given us. The Bible continuously says, be thankful, be thankful, be thankful, because you can't be thankful and be jealous of what somebody else has at the same time. You can't. You know, We can't be longing over what somebody else has when we're thankful for what we have. And so this has helped me, this scripture thinking, you know, the Lord is talking to me. He's saying, you get your eyes off of her. I didn't call her to what I've called you to. She doesn't have your past. She doesn't have your weaknesses. She doesn't have your strength. Has nothing to, she has nothing to do with you. You do what I've called you to do. You know, this is the same with mamas. You know, we mamas, it's so easy to compare our styles, our ways, our strengths, our weaknesses with other people. You know, even our husbands. I went through a season where I was reading these books by one of my favorite Christian authors. And her husband also writes books to Christian parents. And I remember reading his book thinking, well, I wish my husband thought that way, or I wish my husband was that way. And guys, I want to tell you, I have a great husband. He is a full-time pastor. He is a full-time high school principal. He works all the time. But you know what? He's not perfect. And during that season, I found myself comparing him to a Christian author who his job was to write about raising godly children. And so there was no way my husband was going to compare to that. There was no way he was going to come out on top of that comparison. And it was, you know, it was the Lord finally put his hand on me and said, I gave you Michael. 
And I had to repent. I had to say, Lord, I'm sorry. You're right. And not only did you give me Michael, but he is a great dad. He doesn't do things my way. He doesn't do things the way I wish he would do them. He does them his way. And he rarely tells me how to do, how to be a mom, but I'm often trying to tell him how to be a dad. So the Lord really helped me in that season to see, be thankful for what I've given you instead of always comparing it to someone else's husband or someone else's home. And then you can enjoy the things that you've been given. This is an area where I often come back to when I have no joy or when I feel depressed or I feel down and I can put, not always, but sometimes I can put my finger on it and say, oh, I'm comparing myself to her or I'm comparing myself to that person and it's still in my joy. So if, you know, if this is something, if it's not something that you're dealing with now, perhaps it is something that you can save for later and will be a blessing to you then. But I pray that you grow, you are growing in grace and that you are being stretched in a good way in Jesus. Because, you know, as long as we're on this earth, we're going to have issues. We're not going to, to be who he created us to be until one day when we see him. It says when we see him, we'll be like him. But while we're on this earth, we're in process and we have to have grace with ourselves and grace with others because God always has grace with us. Lord, we thank you today that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit. Lord, we thank you that your grace is more than enough. And Lord, that you have made us unique, that we are not supposed to be like someone else. We're supposed to be the people you made us to be. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to see that, that Lord, you would help us to stop comparing ourselves to others and to put our eyes on you. Lord Jesus, like you said to Peter, you said, you follow me. And I pray today, Lord, that you would help us to put our eyes on you and to get our mind and our eyes off of everyone else and everything else. Lord, help us to focus in on what you've called us to do. Lord, help us to get clear about what our assignment is so we can get excited about that assignment and Lord, not have to be jealous of other people's assignment. And I just thank you for it, Lord. I thank you that you are with us and that, you, Lord, you will show us the way. And I ask you to show each of us the way that you've chosen for us. Help us to get in it and enjoy it. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.